0: Yeah, yeah, go, go. We're good. Mm -hmm. I've got a good level on you. Uh, So Dwight, when when did you feel nudged in the direction of living a creative life, doing this as a as a career? Was this something you wanted to do from way back, or just happened?
1: I wore a spot out in front of the television. Uh, (laughs) I was born in '47, and by um, 1951, the spot was worn on the carpet, and uh, I had my favorite actor, Wild Bill Elliott. Red Rider, and I w- threw fits if uh, Wild Bill Elliott wasn't Red Rider, but it was Rocky Lane. So <laughs> I was I was on my way to show business and a critic, <laughs> by, the <laughs> by the time I'm, uh, I was about four four years old, five years old, and um, I was hooked on voices very early on, uh, and I gravitated towards late night talk shows if I was at my grandmother's and during the summer. so. Well,
0: did, did you have a preference?
1: Oh, I I, mean I, I loved guy? the Jack Parr show because he had Oscar Levant and Alex Alexander King and Jonathan Winters and Charlie Weaver. And mm. and I just, Jonathan Some of Winters. of the kings of improv, I mean, oh Winters oh on his own. Jonathan Winters, I mean, he because made Lord it Emperor presiding every over everybody. Every sound in the book, and I just went crazy over him. And then I started doing impressions impressions of my teachers of uh, everybody on you know Jonathan Winters trying to do impressions of them and <coughs> my mother and father bought me a, an old webcore tape recorder reel to reel mono and i would sit and talk and listen and of course i had a baltimore accent which is really awful and of course you didn't talk like this you know hon, i like you know, and i when i listened to myself back i went oh my god no <laughs> and then i, I worked to uh, negate that accent, even though I liked it later, you know, but I kind of negate it because it got in the way of doing impressions. And then I became an Anglophile and listened endlessly to Richard Burton and Laurence Olivier and Peter O'Toole. Gielgud. And Hanson Gielgud. Yes. All the night. I had, I had Burton's Hamlet. <laughs> Hamlet yes I listened to them endlessly and um, I was particularly uh, I particularly liked Richard Burton um, and I I, I I was just I became this anglophile uh, a- aficionado and um, and, th- from and that was like in the 60s early 60s in, in um, high school and started. then I started doing musicals I was playing football and doing musicals at whoa the same whoa, time. We have, uh, musicals,
0: yeah. what, what musicals were you in? What were you doing? What oh, you in
1: high school it was uh, Call Me Madam, uh, Camelot, um, The Sound of Music. Uh, so I missed, uh, this is the truth. And then I went to college. Of course, I got a in, in theater. I went into theater. Um, I missed rock and roll. <laughs> I did. I, mi- I remember lying in bed listening to the Beatles when the Beatles were coming over. In the, you know, and they were playing. I wanna hold your hand. I wanna hold your hand. But I mean, I I, I Bill Haley in the com- comments. I knew them, but I just didn't. You know at that point, I was more interested in Lerner and Lowe, and so I just went right into the theater. And then at the end of uh, college, which was '68, or so, I star- I discovered. Uh, the the Beatles more, um, Sgt. Pepper, when they started doing their th- thematic records. you started to get a little weirder. And yeah, and, uh, and then that. I started to, to get involved in rock and roll, but I s- still never, I, I missed so much of it when it was live and happening. And then I, then my tastes expanded and I became very, you know, ec- there were very eclectic tastes and I loved some rock and uh, despised others. <laughs> and, uh, but never lost my love for musical theater. And jazz and classical music, and I was an audiophile, unfortunately, and drove my father crazy. How, Dem- many,
0: s- how many sets of headphones could you collect? How many well, I, I
1: had my first did. pair of Cos headphones, but I was a big um, uh, multi-channel speaker. Uh, I, I was a uh, uh, headphones were fine, but it was all in the head. I loved this. I, I saw the signal processing. Uh, I yes, and I, s- I saw my first Cinerama movie. 1963 with How the West was won and I went back to hear it <laughs> five times uh, and I said someday I'm going to have this sound system in my living room I just fell in love with this uh, it was to me the most one of the most magical experiences of my life uh, and I don't think it's ever been equaled actually the uh, music from Alfred Newman's score and the sound production of Cinerama was just heads up beyond anything else and I took in every six, uh, a 70 millimeter, 6 track stereo movie I could and um, then started advising friends ab- about what equipment to buy that was l- uh, not that expensive but good then when I got to New York and I was unemployed uh, as an actor I became very well uh aware of everybody in in, in the audio field. I went to every store, Lyric, Audio and everything. Got to know the people who ran the stores and all of the equipment and what was the best loudspeaker that was coming out and what was too expensive and what wasn't. And then I started advising people who had money. You know, Hey, you don't want to spend $60,000. You only have to spend six to get something that's pretty much the equivalent. Once you knew if somebody was N- you know a very uh, they really knew what they were listening to or somebody who just wanted you know kind of background sound you would save them a lot of money. They were very happy.
0: Yeah, the, the equivalent of the day is monster cables <laughs> <laughs> We have all the gold uh, plated things we oh listen you. you
1: know what is they still you, you can buy two, two three meter pair of, <laughs> of speakers for18, thousand dollars no, there, there are speakers uh, speaker cables that are being sold. And I and I read reviews of these, and I. I love uh, Sue, uh, subwoofers, uh, and and, uh, I forget his first name. The guy who invented these, the Sue Research. When you go to his, at a hi-fi show, and you go, and he's got some of the best, affordable subwoofers in the world. He makes a point. He has the subwoofers sitting there, and there's just this. Uh, 14 gauge wire zip cord going to the to the loudspeakers and he he's MIT graduate and you know his his whole point is you can't tell the difference between the twenty thousand dollar cables and this zip cord he he insists on it and I and I believe him I mean I've I have gone through all of the I think I hear a difference I think I, I, th- I think I think I do hear a difference feel more room in the I I th- and, and yes there's more ra- and there's air there I think and, my and I, I, I learned if you think you hear a difference, then you're probably fooling yourself. When you hear the difference, you know it. It, like, hits you in the head. You go, oh, my God. I haven't heard that before. It's like looking at the new HDR high dynamic range televisions mm. with wide color gamut. When you look at one of these TVs, you suddenly go, oh, I've never seen that on a television. It's not like, oh, that's... Yeah, that's a better picture than I'm used to. No, you go, Whoa! Y- it, it blows you away because your brain hasn't seen it before. It hasn't seen that color on television. It's seen it in life, but it hasn't seen it reproduced. And you know by the effect, it your brain goes, Candy, 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 give me more. <laughs> give me more if you still have those senses. And, and, uh, that's, am- I mean, there's amazing stuff, you know, out there. And, uh, I unfortunately am a technophile. I'm involved, and I and I, I, I don't. I learned, however, that I don't have to spend a fortune. Thank God, I learned that.
0: I, I suffer from a similar disease, yeah. and, and a, a big thing for me is high dynamic range, Ye- oh, color depth, uh, and, and Have you
1: seen the new HDR TVs? Uh,
0: they're remarkable. Yeah, they're they blow ab- your hair back. The first yeah. year they had those at CES, I mm-hmm. was glad that it was the one year out of five that I'd been to CES, which I generally right. just avoid like the plague. Because I- even though these things look amazing and you're seeing them in person, they're brightly lit by the most harsh, terrible flu- fluorescent lights. It's nothing yeah. like anybody's living room. Right. Right. And
1: the and unfortunately, when the when I see um, when I've been to you know the Best Buy and everything, they they have them cranked up. They have the HDR sets cranked up with.
0: Let's turn up the backlight and the yeah brightness yeah, and uh, everything up there. Contrast. Don't and y- it.
1: And no human faces. No. You know they don't. Um, when you see. Um like I was fortunate enough to get mine uh, right during the NFL draft. And I was, I was watching the NFL channel. And I the sets, are ima- they're bright red and blues and deep blacks in there on the sets. I mean, it goes from a bright red to absolute black, to blue, to and the faces. I mean, h- these human beings looked three-dimensional on the set. And I was just, uh, why aren't they showing this in the store, as opposed to a desert scene and and colors swapping and a ladybug? Yes, yes. A, you know, yeah, or, 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 or skylines at night, you know, which mm-hmm. are great to look at for a second. But boy, faces! Oh my gosh. Just th- even my, w- I've been married 34 years, and my wife. Congratulations. As Thank you. I'm mom. on my way there. I'm, <laughs> I'm nine years in. <laughs> but doing ma- my best. My wife is not an audiophile. She won't come into my room and watch her listen to anything. She doesn't like bass response. She's not a, you know, video file. But for the first time in our marriage, she came home from work and said, You know, I was fantasizing about the TV. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Oh, my God. And, and, I- and in fact, she was the, our old television, the pixels started dying. So we had, it looked like the Constellation Orion eh, 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 all over my little, all over our TV. Yeah. So she even suggested, when are you gonna buy a new TV? Which again, I had never heard, never, ever. And so I said, oh my God. And it and then Vizio came out with these, they, they undercut the industry by 100%. Undercut it by 100%. And uh, I got a 65 inch Vizio P65 And it is just, you can't, it's the problem is you can't walk away from the set. It just looks so good. And half the price of a Samsung, half. Uh,
0: That actually, uh, you you give me a great opportunity to tie in Star Trek The Next Generation. Go ahead. Because (laughs) those (laughs) Blu-rays, the the difference for me, it isn't so much the resolution, Mm -hmm. it isn't so, the the sound Mm -hmm. was great on the Mm -hmm. DVDs. Great 5.1 master, Mm -hmm. it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But the color is really what Finally sold my wife on. Ye- honey, yeah, honey, this is why we are watching hours of this stuff, and I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm taking you through the whole show where right. she, she caught an episode here and there, at right. grandma's house on Sundays, mm. but she said it looks like they shot it yesterday. Yeah, it's it it's looks like they shot it yesterday, even though I, you know, I, kn- I know that I know that the, the guy with the beard, there's a little more mm-hmm. gray in there.
1: Y- yeah, <laughs> yeah, Blu-rays are, um, uh, they're they're amazing, they I- and you know, they're just 1080p. Then, uh, uh, Well, they do have the new uh, a new Ultra yeah, HD, Ultra HD uh, which I don't have yet because there's no Dolby Vision on any of the players that have been released yet. Mm. But when they release a player that incorporates Dolby Vision, I won't then. I will then buy a new Ultra Blu-ray player, but not until then. You,
0: you don't, don't need uh, Gods <laughs> of Egypt in 4K just yet.
1: I have, well, uh, G- uh, Gods of Egypt. Uh, you know, <laughs> no, no, no. I I, I I don't need that one. Um, I, uh, I I I'm I, I'm sort of selective in what I. Uh, I got burned when I bought laser discs, because they all rotted away, yeah. and so I didn't buy DVDs. I have bought Blu-rays though. Yeah. I mean, they I are Cleopatra Blu-rays.
0: Oh, oh.
1: Cleopatra, the oh, Ten buddy. Commandments, yeah. Ben Hur, all of those old. Uh, How the West was won. The the Cinerama series series that they they put out is is spectacular. But (coughs) um, Moulin Rouge, the Blu-ray of Moulin Rouge on an HDR set on this is not to be believed and it's not in high dynamic range. It's just your standard. It's just that the color, even without the wide color gamut, there is so much more color in the HDR set uh, it's uh, they've got magic sauce in there. Uh, it's just not to be believed. T- uh, it's like
0: the, the year the year yeah. that, I, that I was at CES that I saw mm-hmm. these early HDR sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had Baz Luhrmann there and they mm-hmm. had Oliver Stone there and they had. Um one of the Bond directors, and they were showing clips of these newly mastered Blu-rays of their movies, and Baz Luhrmann was was talking above the heads of the people that were la- there, right. saying, "Oh, tell us something interesting about Nicole Kidman, please." Mm. But he was he was talking about about doing right. what he could within the 1080p color gamut, right. because he knew he just knew. He said, "This happens every time. That's right. In five years, everybody's going to have these fancy new sets that w- they don't even have the specifications for yet, right. and we have to prepare for that." And I, I see now now oh. I'm inching closer. I'm inching closer to just replacing that tv L- sooner than later you
1: have to do it you have to do it it's um i mean i don't know how big i mean i have a 65 inch and the 65 inch was 2000 uh, the 50 inch is 1000 and it's all full it's called fault you, know, you know what that is it's full back it's full uh, array backlighting and as Rube Goldberg as it is with all these, all these LEDs going off in the image, it is to see, I mean the, uh, the uh, OLEDs, which give you real black, it is subjectively equivalent to the OLEDs. I looked at the LG, the LG 65 inch was like $6,000 and I can't afford that. Then I saw this for 2000 and subjectively, I'm sure objectively it's not but subjectively it was just as exciting to look at and it's brighter actually than the OLEDs Mm. Um, and it's just stunning stunning and like I said Moulin Rouge uh, it's when you my wife could not believe what Moulin Rouge looked like it's the same with Lord of the Rings yeah the the whole the whole it uh, it, the dark areas there's so much Texture in the dark areas that you go, mind, you're you're boggled. Your mind just boggles by what you're seeing now that you didn't see in high def. And and the way they've upscaled everything to 4K, you know, when you upscaled standard definition to high def, it was all right, you know, it was good, it was good. But this upscale, don't worry. (laughs) Sorry. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> you're public. You yeah. Know, no. no. Them but um, up. no, they can talk.
1: I mean, she'll yeah, let they can talk. do whatever yeah. whatever. yeah. But it's it's um when it's upscale, it's just it's just sensational. You know, it's just beyond belief. It's it you it's you're looking you'll look at everything all over as if you've never seen it.
0: Now I have to say, as somebody who who. Mm-hmm. Uh, a fan of yours through mm. Reg Barclay, mm. uh, nerding out about uh, about home theater <laughs> setups with you is, is just I mean just <laughs> the side of heaven for me really uh, when, when 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 that role you know came across your way you know got got passed mm. away by the agent was the opportunity to play this highly technical individual right. was this something that that just felt like you know oh well I thought I,
1: yeah I mean I thought it was a brilliant idea you know to have the f- a fan of Star Trek on the deck of the Enterprise you yeah. know. <laughs> I just said, oh my God, what a brilliant idea! I, I had always, I used to give, I give when I give a talk, I say I wanted to wear a Mike Westmore makeup with pulsating veins, but when I saw his character, I said, this is brilliant, this is a brilliant idea, and uh, boy, am I lucky! Um, and it turned, and I never, ever, ever expected it to be more than a one-time.
0: It was a one-time thing. It yeah. was a hey, I get one episode oh. to be a guy who walked off the floor and, of a comic con into a transporter, and, and there I
1: am. I knew Brent Spiner, and I knew Jonathan Frakes, and you know the idea of playing with them. And, and Brent Spiner, I held his hand a little bit before the show took off because he, he was a, he was scared to death to be caught in a series with Dirk Benedict. It was. <laughs> <laughs> he like me, you know. <laughs> but. But, you know, he was scared to death. He was scared to death that he was gonna be, you know. I said, no, it's gonna be wonderful, Brent. It's gonna be wonderful, don't worry about it. He never gonna compare it to the old. It's gonna be great, it's gonna be great, and it was. You know, So I was very happy to help him along there with his fears. He didn't need it, really, but he did. He wanted someone to tell him, it's gonna be good.
0: Well, they brought you back from the movies.
1: Uh, that's right, that was and Jonathan Frakes. Uh, called me up the day before they shot it. One,
0: uh, and, you know, if, I- if, if you can confirm for me as mm-hmm. somebody who was on the inside, one of the best directors in the franchise
1: he was great Jonathan is terrific
0: you know what, what what's it like working with him as a as a director as a well as a he colleague, s- as a his brand. sense
1: of humor is so phenomenal I mean Jonathan is just he's a laugh a minute he just has this great sense of humor he takes it seriously but not too seriously from the standpoint of it destroys your vivaciousness you know and so he lets you he lets you practice or try things and Know, and he's, just, he's just in tune with I think um, um, I, I, I don't have to say it there, there are some directors you work with and I have worked with them they just are so serious about themselves you know, as opposed to this is an entertainment for other people and we're giving this gift to people and we're going to make it wonderful it's not about what I am Demonstrating through the material how I can bring some important moment. You know, it's not. It's just this is a gift of entertainment to people, and that's what we're doing here. That's that he knew his job, and so many directors don't know that. And when, you you when
0: you when you were doing these uh, these Trek episodes and, and movies were was the was the feel like the kind of the coming from the theater background mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. the kind of company of actors, theatrical company sense that you got? Yeah, a-
1: everybody, I mean, you know, uh, Patrick Stewart, right on down, everybody, all, so many people with theater backgrounds, so many wonderful actors, and everybody getting along beautifully. It was a uh, was a great experience on the Paramount lot. I mean, I just was, for me, I was just like, oh God, this is what show business is supposed to be like. Well, you've uh,
0: been doing a, a lot of video games recently, and it's right. mm-hmm. back in the day, when they started doing voiceover at these things, there was more of the kind of group recording that you get for cartoons. But as I understand it, for the most part, they're just sticking you in a r- oh you know yeah. in a booth by yourself You're with by a thousand yourself. pages of grunts. Yeah,
1: I remember doing the um, Trials of Riddick, and and I, I c- there were it was it was voiceover actors for a long time. Then one day I put the headphones on, and there was Van Diesel, and I said, oh, and you know, it started that that changed everything uh and then yeah y- y- you're given your lines and whoever it is you're working with but you're not y- you don't have a script wow. like you do in a motion picture even if you have a small part they usually give you the script so you don't have a sense of the whole so you can't remember it like you can um, uh, you've read the script to this movie and unfortunately for fans who come up and talk to you about this happened when this happened and you say I, d- I didn't know yeah, well about what that. What was it like
0: interacting with this person? Well, we actually did not interact. That's right. We, we, didn't we, we interacted when they edited us right, together. Right, that's right.
1: You know, I was told that this is what I'm doing here in this scene, and this is what I'm going to be doing here, and you what this you're doing this for the player and uh, that, but you don't, uh, uh, on occasion, and there's like one or two. Wolfenstein, I saw pr- pretty much the whole thing. They let me, because of the character I played, they let me see the all the levels and depths of it, which was fun, and that was, was nice. But generally speaking, you're just in a room, you uh, you in a booth, and you do your part, and on occasion, you get to play with one other person, on occasion, you know, so it's, uh, it but, but I, I do get to act. I, I get to play something other than um, a grandfather or a judge or another grandfather, or another judge, or another or account, a or a grandfather, a judge, right?
0: <laughs> what, what excites you uh, when it comes to uh, a project that comes across your way, whether for voiceover, or whether v- on screen? Uh,
1: uh, what what I- is, first of all, the quality of the writing. I mean, some is really beautifully written, and some is really atrocious. So it's the quality of the writing. And um, if, I get a, if I get an audition which is efforts, yelp, scream I, I, I mean at my age right now if some of these I've had my voice has been destroyed a few times doing these things because you die ten different ways and uh, I, I kind of m- it doesn't bounce back so if I destroy my voice uh, I don't work for a week or two and so that I stay away from those but really it's the quality of the writing just like it is anything you know. and also I like to do I don't like to do my own voice I like to do other voices I'd dialects strange characters so that's what I the stranger the character the more fun it is for me so not, to,
0: not to try to get you to betray any confidence which uh, may or may not already be in place but there's this new show called Star Trek Discovery maybe you've heard of it yeah uh, is that is that I- if, if there were an opportunity for you to come in and play I don't know something with pulsating veins or something or in you never
1: know you never know if that you know but I, I am and I at my age right now too I am so far into uh the voiceover world, you know, it's, I don't know. You know yeah, I
0: give I me a reason to come back.
1: Y- yeah, it, and it isn't that I, you know, i am it's not that I'm snobbish or anything, it's that it's a, um, I have, it's taken me so long to work regularly in, in this particular field, and it did take a long time. Highly competitive. It's highly competitive. And, I mean, I, I had an agent for two years and didn't get one job, and uh, it was pretty pretty depressing but then i finally switched agents and they knew exactly what i was right for and i started working and you get into a it it depends it all depends upon the part you know it really does it depends upon the part i mean if somebody gave me a really great role that i could do physically because i have physical limitations now i have my knee replaced my shoulder replaced i have all kinds of I, I, I c- I'm not. Can't they
0: put you in a big, huge makeup, and they sit uh. you on a throne. Yeah. Maybe, maybe <laughs> for the right a bo- part. No. What was it? Uh, the
1: the, the <laughs> character in uh, Invaders from Mars, the fir- the original, the head oh. and the bowl. <laughs> <Yeah>. That that's. <laughs> 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 give, give, me, give me one of those. Give me one of those. Yeah. And a nice comfortable chair. Yes. Yes. That's it. But that's yeah, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so okay, much. Okay. Thank, thank you. W- pleasure. Is this is fantastic. Alright, a pleasure.